This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.08 and you're with Sharad. On the evening edition, it's time for Pope Pope Parliament, where we bring you the highlights from the Dewan riot today. Now let's start with Libran MP Datuk Suhaimi Nase. He brought the first issue about uh, affordable property development. He wanted to know what measures the government was taking to address the excess of unsold properties due to the mismatch between the value of properties built and affordability. Now, Deputy Local Government Development Minister Akmal Nasrullah Nasir replied that last year some 135,000 units were put on the market. Of this, just over two, uh, sorry, 26,000 remain unsold. The unsold units are now valued at 18.3 billion ringgit, about a 0.6% drop in their value. Berdasarkan laporan yang dikeluarkan oleh Pusat Maklumat Harta Tanah Negara atau National Property Information Centre, NAPIC. Bagi data awalan suku kedua tahun 2023, bilangan unit rumah siap dibina tidak terjual berjumlah 26,286 unit dengan nilai RM18.3 ringgit berbanding bilangan unit rumah yang dilancar sebanyak 135,614 unit. Ini menunjukkan penurunan sebanyak 5.3% dari segi jumlah unit dan penurunan sebanyak 0.6% dari segi nilai berbanding tempoh yang sama pada tahun lepas. The Deputy Minister did however urge developers to conduct feasibility studies before any development is implemented to ensure that they are affordable. Kerajaan telah atau sedang melaksanakan beberapa tindakan seperti berikut. Pertama, melaksanakan pemetaan indeks rumah mampu milik berdasarkan pendapatan median mengikut negeri dan daerah yang diperolehi daripada tinjauan laporan survei pendapatan isi rumah dan kemudian asas 2022. Kaedah ini mengambil kira median pendapatan rakyat mengikut lokaliti berdasarkan kaedah gandaan median dengan izin median multiple. Pemetaan ini sebagai panduan kepada pemaju serta agensi penyedia perumahan bagi menetapkan harga jualan rumah di satu-satu lokaliti. Kedua, menggalakkan pemaju untuk melaksanakan kajian keboleh laksanaan atau feasibility study sebelum sesuatu pemajuan dilaksanakan bagi memastikan rumah yang dibina adalah berdasarkan kemampuan rakyat seterusnya mengelakkan rumah tersebut tidak terjual on the question of housing loan applications, Akmal said that nearly 31,000 housing credit guarantee scheme loan applications were approved as of September this year. He added that the total approved loans amounted to almost 6 billion ringgit under the scheme and that the government remains committed to address issues related to financing the scheme. Bagi menjawab aspek berkaitan soal pembiayaan bagi menggalakkan pemilikan rumah di seluruh negara, Kerajaan komited melalui inisiatif IBIA di bawah skim jaminan kredit perumahan SJKP yang mana kerajaan memberi jaminan hak pembiayaan sehingga RM500,000 termasuk jumlah pembiayaan pokok, jaminan tempoh pengurangan gadai janji atau takaful gadai janji, yuran guaman dan yuran penilaian. Pembiayaan adalah terhad kepada rumah pertama walaubagaimanapun pembiayaan ini tidak terhad untuk kediaman baharu sahaja tetapi termasuk juga rumah sedia ada atau rumah lelongan. 
berdasarkan pengumuman ekonomi Banadi baru-baru ini Tan Sri Yang Pertua jumlah keseluruhan jaminan yang diberi oleh kerajaan telah meningkat kepada RM10 bilion sepanjang tempoh pelaksanaan SJKP ini di sepanjang pelaksanaan mulai 2008 sehingga 30 September 2023 sebanyak 30,841 permohonan pinjaman bernilai RM5.85 bilion telah diluluskan Seterusnya, Kerajaan Madani melalui Belanjawan 2024 telah mencadangkan untuk menambah lagi RM10 bilion jumlah jaminan bagi memanfaatkan 40,000 orang peminjam. That was Deputy Local Government Development Minister Akmal Nasrullah Nasir. Now, we want to know what you think about the government's efforts in this regard. Do you think property prices right now are, sorry, rather properties are affordable? You can call us at double seven double three two nine hundred. You can tweet us at BFM Radio or you can send us a voice note or WhatsApp at 018-789-8899. Now, uh, moving on, Kappa MP Dr. Halima Ali wanted to know the latest figures of breadwinners categorised as hardcore poor under the ECASE system. She also asked about progress with government prop, uh, poverty eradication programmes. Deputy Minister of Special Affairs Dr. Wilson Uga Kumbong said that the number of household heads in the hardcore poor category has dropped by 38.8% in the first 10 months of this year. Bagi tujuan menotahkan kemiskinan tegar, data yang diguna pakai adalah pada tarikh 31 Januari 2023, iaitu seramai 126,372 KIR. Data ini telah dikunci sebagai log figure kumpulan saksar bagi tujuan pelaksanaan dan pemantauan program. Sehingga 31 Oktober 2023, Seramai 77,288 KIR didapati masa kekal berada dalam kategori miskin tegar menjadikan peratus penurunan sebanyak 38.8% yang berhormat. Bagi Parlimen KAPA pula, data yang dikunci pada tarikh 31 Januari 2023 adalah seramai 261 KIR sehingga 31 Oktober 2023. Seramai 169 KIR didapati miskin kekal berada dalam kategori miskin tegar menjadikan peratus penurunan iaitu KIR di kapal sebanyak 35.2% menurun. That was Dr. Wilson, um, who also assured the House that the government will continue to cross-check and update all data on the ECASE platform. This, he said, will ensure that aid-providing agencies will have access to accurate recipient information, both at the federal and state level. Dengan adanya sistem ECASE yang berhormat, ini memberi ruang kepada semua agensi pemberi bantuan yang terlibat dalam program pembisnian kemiskinan mengakses data dan maklumat kemiskinan yang sama di peringkat persetuan dan negeri. Selain itu, setiap kementerian dan agensi juga bertanggungjawab untuk mengemaskini maklumat bantuan yang telah disalurkan di dalam sistem ikasih secara konsisten. That was Special Affairs Deputy Minister Datuk Wilson Ungak Kumbong. 
Next up at the day one, uh, it discussed the issue of future developments in Kuala Lumpur leading to more traffic jams. Balipua uh, Pulau MP Datuk Muhammad Bakhtia Wan Chik questioned the government's efforts to meet the challenges of traffic congestion, urban environmental issues and housing issues given the city's growing population. Deputy Law Minister Rangkampal Singh replied that any future development plan in the capital will depend on the outcome of a traffic impact assessment report. The report is being carried out in an effort to address traffic congestion due to population growth. Dari segi peningkatan traffic akibat pertumbuhan penduduk, pembangunan-pembangunan baru yang dicadangkan adalah tertakluk kepada hasil kajian impact traffic ataupun dengan izin Traffic Impact Assessment, the TIA. Kajian tersebut merangkumi antara lain dapatan tahap perkhidmatan jalan ataupun dengan izin Level of Service or LOS masa kini dan unjuran traffic masa hadapan. Hasil daripada unjuran uh, traffic masa hadapan penambahbaikan infrastruktur akan disyorkan. Separately, on the issue of settlement and housing issues, Ram Kapal said the government has announced the concept of Kahidra and Madani in the city, which aims to assist the vulnerable B40 and M40 income groups in Kuala Lumpur. He added that this concept includes the Council Homes project initiated by DBKL, which has been completed and offered over 100, sorry, 1,200 residential units for rent at a rate of 850 ringgit per month. Bagi menangani isu pertempatan dan perumahan, DBKL telah memulakan projek perumahan yang dikenali sebagai rumah majlis ataupun dengan izin council homes berkeluasan minimum 750 kaki persegi seunit di atas tapak-tapak milik DBKL untuk disewakan kepada warga Kolompo yang berkelayakan pada kadar sewaan yang lebih rendah berbanding kadar pasaran untuk suatu tempo sewaan tertentu. Pada tahun 2022, Council Homes di Sungai Udang, Segambut, Kuala Lumpur telah siap dibina dengan mendelan jumlah atau belanja sebanyak RM348.5 juta. Council Homes ini menawarkan 1,251 unit kediaman untuk disewa pada jumlah penyewaan sebanyak RM850 sebulan. Selain itu, terdapat tiga lagi projek council homes yang sedang dibina iaitu di Jalan Selimang Bandar Tun Razak sebanyak 702 unit, Bandar Baru Sentul sebanyak 168 unit dan Taman Desa Seputih sebanyak 1,175 unit. That was Deputy Law Minister Ram Kapal Singh on the new Kahidraan Madani concept that's instituted by the government. Now, we want to hear from you. Uh, have new development projects in your area caused more traffic jams? You can call us at 7733-2900. Uh, you can uh, send us a voice note or a WhatsApp at our number 018-789-8899 or tweet us at BFM Radio. Next up, uh, the Youth and Sports Ministry was uh, put in the spotlight when Masjid Tana MP Datuk Masjid Imanati Shamsuddin brought up an issue of an influencer being denied victory in the National Youth Awards or the NYA. 
just so that we're on the same page, uh, on November 12th, a social media influencer called Zidin Aziz uh, alleged that he was denied the Youth Icon Influencer Award at a recent NYA. Zidin told his followers that he had invested a considerable amount of money uh, buying special attire for the awards ceremony. In response, the Youth and Sports Minister, uh, sorry, Deputy Minister Adam Adli Abdul Halim said that the issue had been clarified and urged that the, that the matter not be blown out of proportion. He also hoped that the issue would not be prolonged or be seen as a form of mistreatment. Jawatan kuasa pemenang, eh, jawatan kuasa untuk pengesahan pemenang ni dia telah putuskan tiada pemenang bagi dua kategori iaitu ikon belia influencer dan ikon belia sanjungan budi. Bukan hanya satu kategori, dua kategori yang tak ada pemenang dan ini adalah keputusan menakmat. Tak ada calon yang menuhi kriteria yang telah pun ditetapkan. Kita juga tidak pernah keluarkan seperti yang yang berhormat sebut tadi, tak pernah keluarkan sebarang surat pemakluman pada mana-mana individu tertentu sebagai pemenang. Jadi kita pun tertanya-tanya bagaimana boleh dianggap diri ini pemenang dan sebagainya. Sebab itu kita buka ruang untuk penjelasan lebih lanjut diadakan, pertemuan boleh diadakan, selesaikan cara baik. Tak perlu kita jadikan ini sebagai satu sensasi. Kalau ada kelemahan, kalau ada mana-mana kesilapan, itu semua boleh kita uruskan dan boleh kita rungkai menerusi pertemuan yang lebih bersifat matang. Dan dalam isu ini juga kita telah pun keluarkan kenyataan media untuk jawab isu berkaitan penularan isu tersebut. Dan saya harap kepada mana-mana uh, pihak yang menganggap bahawa ini sebagai satu bentuk um, penganiayaan dan sebagainya itu bukan perkara yang menjadi orang kata tujuan atau matlamat uh, APBN kali ini. Ia adalah tujuan untuk mengiktiraf golongan-golongan belia yang telah pun mencapai satu kejayaan yang sangat besar. That was Youth and Sports Deputy Minister Adam Adli. That's all we have for you this session of Parliament. Uh, lots to discuss. So we have the issue of uh, affordability and the need for feasibility studies to ensure that housing projects meet their targets. Also, uh, Positive note that there is or seems to be a downward trend in household heads in the hardcore poor category. And finally, for something that we all are concerned about, increasing congestion on our roads and whether development impacts it, the government is committed to a traffic impact assessment being the foundations for any future development. Now, if you have any thoughts on those topics, uh, we're discussing it today. You can call us at 7733-2900. You can send us a voice note or a WhatsApp at 018-789-8899 or tweet us at BFM Radio. Bring forth Moolah, BFM 89.9. It's 5.38. This is the evening edition. I'm Sharad Kutin. We were talking earlier about uh, what happened in Parliament for much of the day. Um, uh, We focused on uh, bringing you stories about affordable housing as well as the government's commitment to ensure that further development of the Klang Valley and KL in particular would follow the traffic impact assessment report. So all this there in the mix, you can tell us um, what you think about the government's efforts to reduce um, or rather give uh, increase uh, accessibility to affordable housing. Also, have you had uh, new development projects in your area cause more traffic jams? You can tell us. You can call us on double seven double three two nine hundred. You can also tweet us at BFM Radio or send us a voice note or a WhatsApp at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Now we do in fact have a couple of messages coming through uh, from uh, the discussion we had on Pope Pope. Uh, here's Sabrina. Sabrina, you're right. Don't just build 
1,000, 2,000 units when you know there are millions of poor people. And don't forget multi-storey parking spaces and public transport with last mile access, please. So Bruno, you're absolutely right, right? In an ideal world, all of this would be, I guess, a planned from the very beginning. Uh, one of the things, of course, is that we look south to Singapore. Uh, well, I do sometimes, uh, especially because I grew up there for, for a while. And, and Singapore's an extraordinary, um, extraordinarily well-planned city. Question is, what kind of uh, factors allow that to happen? And do those factors or conditions apply in Malaysia? I think that's a, a major discussion for us. I think ma- Malaysian planners are much more constrained than Singaporean planners are. Uh, and, uh, and so the question is, are they doing the best they can within the constraints that they are operating under? Now, Yadwin, uh, you had this. Uh, DBKL shouldn't just be thinking of traffic as the only criteria for future development. I feel like Sharad, thank you very much, Yadwin, can sympathise with the plight of pedestrians in the capital and the lack of pedestrian infrastructure. We should also be looking for a more holistic approach to the problems of traffic in KL instead of continuing to build more highways. Yadwin, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I mean, on a personal note, I'm very concerned about uh, the attempts to build elevated toll highways through my neighbourhood in recent times. Thankfully, that was cancelled or at least put on hold. Um, you're absolutely right that we need um, more. We need more creative solutions. The question is, where are those creative solutions coming from? Are they coming from the business community, or are they coming from the public? And a lot of public-spirited people in the Klang Valley, many of them actually, other than with uh, quite a bit of uh, knowledge on how to uh, plan the city better. And I think th- there's something that the government should consider. Mm, when sort of harnessing those creative uh, juices among the public in order to come up with better solutions. We also have here a message from John. John, you have... AI, with all its intricate and targeted algorithms, has entered all facets of governance universally. Town planning and traffic control in the grand expansion of the populace should not be a problem if the right expertise and therefore the right people are employed at the executive level. Hmm. John, um, I think you're right. Uh, AI and the kind of number crunching and pattern recognition and future projections that AI could help uh, human uh, planners do would be would be useful. I mean, I think all tools would be useful in the development of uh, future plans. There, I think there are also considerations that um, we have to have when we think about, and this might be a topic that we cut, uh, touch on later, which is that if our cities keep expanding uh, and encroaching on forests and we uh, end up doing more damage to our forested areas, what are the long-term prospects of the quality of life in our cities? Do we have to consider building up more? Uh, Should we, in fact, create limits between urban centres and forested areas so that um, our environment can uh, continue to supply us with uh, quality uh, air to breathe? I mean, I think these are the questions that uh, need to happen. Is this a conversation that best left to policy wonks and people in government? Or is it something that the public needs to um, address or be, uh, or sort of be invited into a conversation about? I, these are things that I think uh, we see happening in 
in, in, in places like Penang, where you have the Penang Forum that really was a gathering place for a lot of public-spirited people. So those are some of the questions that came out of our discussion on a description of what happened in Parliament today. Now, if you have any thoughts on those topics, uh, we're discussing it today. You can call us at 7733-2900. You can send us a voice note or a WhatsApp at 018-789-8899 or tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.